A quick content warning for our listeners. For the first 10 minutes, we talk about the murder of a child, and therefore it won't be suitable for all listeners. If you want to go straight to the regular podcast, skip to the 10-minute mark, and you'll miss this section out. Thanks. Hello, and welcome to the MHG Podcast. Once again, let's get this out of the way. I'm Bradley, and I'm joined by Stu, and I'll ask Stu how he is in a minute. Um, unfortunately, events in the UK this past week have broken me somewhat, um, affected me really badly. Um, that is the the awful, awful murder of nine-year-old um, Olivia Pratt Corbell um, in in uh, Dovecot in Liverpool, and um, just. Truly, truly horrendous. Uh, nine-year-old girl murdered in her own home after... I don't even want to call this person a man um, or a human, but someone was chased through the streets with a gun by another person. Um, poor girl's mum opened the door to see what the commotion was before both men barged into the property and opened fire. Uh, leaving the mum with a gunshot wound to her wrist and unfortunately killing nine-year-old Olivia. Uh, both the gunmen alive, um, one of them alive and well and on the run, um, and the other took a couple of shots and his friends took him to hospital while leaving this poor girl lying, dying in her home. Um, it's horrible. It, it really is horrible. Um, and the reason this one's affected me is back when the Reese Jones murder happened, Reese was 11, 12, I can't remember exactly, um, when he was accidentally shot as he walked across a pub car park. Uh, but I was able to mentally go, well, that can't happen to my child at this time. My, you know, my son wasn't even a year old. I can protect my child at this time. Uh, but a lot of the others, when you hear stuff, you can, you can do some mental gymnastics and you can find a way of of getting away. This is how I can stop this happening to my child. I can protect my child. I'm not naive enough to think that nothing can ever happen to my children, but I can protect my child. This one, however, whether it's because they're similar age to my daughter, okay, yeah, there's like four years difference, but similar age to my daughter, I don't know. But this child was completely innocent. The family weren't even connected with these people in any way, shape or form, by the way. Um, completely innocent in her own home. The one place she should feel safe. Hiding behind her mother where she should be safe. Um, nothing could be done. Um, I will reiterate the uh, the what's going around Liverpool at the moment, which is... If you know anything, if you know who this person is, there is no grassing culture. Get over yourselves. Um, this person has to be brought to justice um, because it's utterly, utterly disgusting. And how I know it will happen is what I know of the city of Liverpool. They come together. Um, reminded only yesterday of, and it's only small, but inside Anfield, a few like a week or so after the Reese Jones murder, playing Z cars inside Anfield because that city came together. 
for for young Reese Jones. There's been other murders. You know, the city's been been crapped on from a great height before they come together. They came together after Hillsborough. Um, they are, you know, a, a united city. Uh, and they will find this killer. But don't let this drag on. It, it's affected me. I, I'm not going to lie. It really has affected me. And all I can say is hold your children tight. Hug them. Let them know you love them. Let them know you can keep them as safe as you possibly can. Um, because there's children who are terrified at the moment. They can't even say, oh, I'll stay at home. Because they're terrified. And that should not be the case for children. Forget the way this, this country's in crap. Usually I'll make some jokes about the politics. We'll be a bit light-hearted about it. Um, even in like the dire situation that this country's in. But this, there's just nothing. I've cried this week on countless occasions because this should not happen. This should not happen. We, we've we banned guns in this country, so thankfully these things, when they do happen, still are shocking. They are still shocking. Uh, before I sort of move to what's next, is there anything you want to say? Because I know I've just rambled there. Right at the start, is there anything you want to say or add? Um, only that it's very important that people recognize when they need to detach from the news cycle um because something like this is is very moving and it can spark a lot of feelings and obviously has but it's not ignorant or selfish to recognize when you can't take any more of the news and it's very important you know that we have that knowledge and that balance that we shouldn't feel guilty if we cut off from the news it's not us being inconsiderate it's not us being willfully ignorant i mean if we cut off from the news entirely then yes but limiting your flow on stuff that you really can have no no real bearing on in the world and will only cause you pain that is not a problem especially in this day and age especially with the way that the news works as a more of a commodity than it ever has rather than just a tool for information and yeah i would that, that's all i can really add is that everything that happened is terrible everybody has every right to feel awful about it and for it to move them because it it gels and, and resonates with something in their life but if you find yourself in a situation where you find anything you know climate change news brexit news tory leadership stuff anything too much then don't feel bad about disconnecting yourself from the media for a while in terms of this one specifically um i didn't i hadn't heard of it till you told me brad and um yeah it, it's absolutely yeah. awful and there are you know it makes me think of all the of all the kids and the young people dying in the big cities and a lot of it unrepresented or deemed not newsworthy because they're not white and that makes me feel really bad as well uh, again, there's very little influence I can have on any of this. I vote left wing. I, you know, I try and support my community. I try and support the people around me, and I try and remember that that's all that I can really realistically do. And yeah, so I try not to get too overwhelmed by it. But yes, yeah, sometimes it gets through, and there's nothing you can do about that. Uh, the last thing I, I I just want to add on top of that, and it's um, I've had a couple of medical appointments over the last week as well and how i've managed to bite my tongue i don't know 
It doesn't matter where you're from in the country. It really doesn't matter. Um, don't let this become a north-south divide. Don't let media stories let you believe this is, you know, strictly a Liverpool thing or a northern thing. Um, that's all designed by what people want you to hear. It happens everywhere. Uh, maybe not to this extent. Maybe this is the worst of the worst. Uh, but these sort of things are, are happening everywhere. Gang culture, gun crime, knife crime, the lot. It is happening everywhere. So I should have spoke up. I Maybe I should have said something, but I was too upset. But when you hear people say something like, well, of course it's happening there. If you can cope with it, don't let people remain ignorant. I don't care if they're in their 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever. If you feel you can, speak up, show unity, show that what they're told isn't right. There are communities there. These are human beings. We are not political. We are not political pawns, no matter how much they try to make us this. Um, I, I've, I've had to avoid a lot of commentary-based TV um, this last. I mean, my TV's been pretty much off apart from, uh, you know, sport and news updates and, and, and things like that. Um mainly because I want to wait to hear that this absolute bastard has been caught. Um, but people are using this as political manoeuvring and, and stuff like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't let that happen. Um, and I don't want to go into a bad so I am going to hard cut there. Uh, but honestly, if you have kids, or if you know people that have got kids, let them know they're loved. Let them know that being part of their lives, you will do whatever you can to keep them safe. Yeah. So, for those of you who did skip that, there is no comical uh, introduction or, or segue this time. Those of you needed to skip the news, well, the segment before, welcome to the show. Um, those of you who did listen, thank you for staying with us. So we're going to talk video games because that's what we do. Um, so hopefully, again, we could bring you a bit of joy. So let's, let's, let's move on. Stu, what have you been playing? Well, the first one I've been playing is one I had an eye on for a few months. And it's a, it's kind of, a, I think, a polish, remaster, remake-y kind of. It's one of those you can't really quantify in the modern day and age because everything's just, you know, it's, everything seems to be this aerobarus of comp- of consuming itself over and over but in this particular case it's called scarlet symphony it has a a japanese prefix that i can't remember i do apologize quite ignorant of me um and it's a a retooling of a game that's been around for a while i i believe it's essentially kind of like a castlevania copy it's not metroidvania it's straightforward castlevania style copy it just nicks a few of the the kind of aesthetics and enemies and stuff that that are in the Metroidvania one specifically as well. Um, it's I saw it. <laughs> I'm always doing this. I saw it as on uh, how long to beat as being one hour, but like I'm up to an hour and I don't feel like I'm anywhere near 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 the end of it because it's really hard. But anyway, God, yeah, there's quite a lot to unpack. So let's start at the beginning. So yeah, graphically. Just before you do, yeah, go on. Just before you do, I haven't checked my notes. So this is just off, this is my best Japanese knowledge, Stu, honestly. Yeah, right. Komaju Romelia. Okay. 
Fair enough. Which I've managed to somehow sound a bit French or Italian <laughs> rather than Japanese, but it did. There yeah, you go. It did sound like you were doing a Romance <laughs> language rather than uh, the original, but yes, very okay. good. I, I would shout like socially, uh, uh, socially, culturally inappropriate, and shout it out instead. But no, we'll go. It's Komazu or Amelia. Cool. So there you have it. So um, yeah, and it, so it's basically got you know very Symphony of the Night style sprites and background style it's very it's quite simple it's a really small indie game the the gameplay as i say is kind of like it's modeled after a sort of symphony of the night in a way in the, the way that you move and stuff but it the the level layout and the way that you play is all platformy original castlevania style uh so is it any good well no <laughs> i'm hard to be harsh i won't be that harsh it's not terrible um it's not a game i'd particularly recommend and the reason is that it makes a lot of mistakes uh the the biggest one is that the the combat stuff isn't very satisfying um i i don't feel like there's any real weight or value to your magic or your secondary items they don't feel like they do enough damage and they don't scale well and they don't you know get up in terms of power and damage quickly i'm not sure if they do at all in fact they probably don't um the regular attack's okay the jump is too floaty the the setup for how you do slides is all right but the skip backwards step um, that you have nicked from symphony of night rubbish the platforms are badly laid out it relies on you jumping a lot of the time using like your secondary jump which allows you to float across platform gaps which is really unsatisfying a double jump would have been much much better it just it tries to tweak the formula it tries to go okay we've got this gumbo of a load of stuff from all of these castlevania games all these metroidvania games all these platform games from over time and i've gumboed it together to make something tasty and really it's just made a bit of a messy stew that no one's particularly interested in and i think i've got a wider point i think i've mentioned before i probably have about how games are reviewed these days and it's almost as if everything gets a seven and then there's an argument for them to be raised or lowered by a couple of points um and i think that's terrible i mean this i don't want to be mean ever you know i it, this isn't a judgment because the on the developers or their work it's just that it hasn't quite worked out you know that i would give it a like a four because it's just not really good enough uh but i don't see that represented elsewhere and it makes me question myself and i'm like well you know am i being too harsh am i off the ball am i out of step and then i'm like well i don't know i can only speak truth you know as i see it and it just yeah for me it just no, doesn't no, it's work. the children that are wrong <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> the thing is i i would also be like you see that that's a really good point because if i was going to review something that i never play but kids do like Fortnite or amongst us or anything that they that they play and that i don't I would always be like, right, I've got to think about the mindset of the age of people who play this, you know? I'll be honest about how I feel, but I'll be like, yeah, but I'm an outlier. My opinion doesn't really matter as much. I can't have the same experience with these games that they do. I'm not sitting there playing the game with a bunch of eight-year-olds, and if I were, it would be quite disturbing. So, you know, I can't replicate that experience. 
But I've played these games all my life, and I know what makes them good and what doesn't. And I think, honestly, if somebody, a kid who'd never played these before, picked it up, you couldn't even sort of go, yeah, well, you're going to think it's crap at first because it's old, but if you keep playing it, you'll really like it. Because I couldn't say that, in all in all honesty. So, yeah, not good. Yeah, I, I've been playing it off and on that whole thing where I, every now and again I go, oh, let's see what I've got in my uh, in my uh, emulation station list. And I'll be playing a little bit of uh, Symphony of the Night. Um, and even... It, it still holds up, what, we now 25 years later? Yeah. 30 years? Maybe 25. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it still holds up, as it is. Um, I mean, I've been playing the original, you know, yeah, the original Western ROM of it. Yeah. And it still holds up. Um, and I know you play a lot of these games as well, so these are right in your wheelhouse. Um, so it is, it's just, you know, I've been looking at the uh, the videos as as you've been talking, and it looks like it should be, if you like Castlevania, you'll love this. But it's a shame to hear that in your experience, it's not. Um, yeah. And the other thing I noticed, on Steam at least, at £27, ooh, that's a risk. Oh, wow. God, that's crazy. Well, I, I got it for £3.20-odd, I think, off a key site. So I would say... That's mm, more tangible. I know, right? <laughs> I would say, you know, if you're curious about it, you can't... You, I think you can't really go wrong, you know, ever buying a game at around £3. Well, you can. I you can. crap coffee that I've thrown away. So. Yeah, I am. That's showing some... some unconscious bias so it's a lot of money to some people and that's a very silly thing for me to say yes yeah, yeah, yeah. it is important to be careful about your money and what you spend it on and therefore in the context of video games three quid is you know that's really at the low end yeah yeah but if you yeah and if you think of take away kind of people's finances out of the equation as well um you know what's it called um Vampire Survivors, what's it called? Vampire Survivors? Yes, yeah. Vampire Survivors, yes. Is cheaper than that and gives you hundreds of hours of entertainment. So if you look at it that way, you're like, yeah, no, don't, don't go for this one. And I played... Well, you could, you could complete it in half an hour, can't you? So, you know, I don't know about that. <laughs> but yeah, it's... um, I, I played that uh, and talked about it on the podcast, that, that record of Lodos War 1 that was also a Symphony Night kind of rip-off e-type thing yeah. but it does add different things and it does play really well and it is more linear in a good way so i would say yeah definitely look towards that one um before you look towards this fair enough yeah that's a shame but hey you can't they can't all be winners for everyone exactly uh, but yeah i'm not i might i might, I might if, I ever, if i ever pops up for a quid or two i might give it a try but yeah i'm not I'm not paying £27 for it. God, no. Or the special edition for 42 quid nearly. That's insane. Uh, but you get some digital artwork and a digital soundtrack. Um, oh, my God. If, people, if, you, if you like that sort of thing. I've never got those. No. Like, the soundtracks, yes, I get that, because you can just load them up and play them. Digital artwork, I've never quite got. Um, if I want artwork, I want it in a physical book. Yeah, I would never. Yeah, I would never place any value in it, and it's difficult to place it in the soundtrack as well because the soundtrack is part of the game, and you're playing the game. 
that has the code with the soundtrack in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah. yeah, they should just be unlocking it so that you can <laughs> you can play those you can play those bits of music in in the game because you've already paid for that oh, music. Definitely. Mm. definitely. Um, right. So. Moving on, I've got one that I want to talk about, uh, and it's well, the first one I want to talk about is called "Don't Die, Mr. Robot." I mentioned this briefly last week. Um, this has been out on the Vita, it's on the Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, it's on pretty much everything, um, and it is just wonderful. It is a wonderful, wonderful game. Um, and I, I can speak authoritatively about this. I am currently the number three ranked player in the world. Just want to point that out. Nice. Well, uh, and that's on Steam Deck, is it? Well, it's on Steam, yeah, PC. Yeah. Um, I've been playing it on exclusively on Steam Deck because it's, you know, I first played it on the Vita um, and it's a handheld game for me. Um, but yeah. hey, if you haven't got Steam Deck, you can still play it anywhere. Um the premise is simple. If you've ever played the pacifist mode on Geometry Wars 2 Evolved, or I think it's even on Geometry Wars 3, where basically you have to... You can't actually shoot the enemies. You have to avoid them and go through, like, gates and stuff to then actually get the to get the, like, the, the kills on there. It's a similar premise to that in Don't Die, Mr. Robot, where basically you avoid the enemies and then you have to touch the fruit to create explosions which kill the enemies. Um, so if you like touch one fruit um, and it's not near anything and you kill an enemy, you might get like 10 points for killing that enemy plus the fruit cost. But if you manage to trade together two fruits and kill that same enemy, you get two times bonus. Um, three, three times bonus, etc, etc. So the idea is to avoid the enemies as much as you can, let the fruit build up, and then create a chain explosion. But you don't... At the same time, this is where the strategy comes in. And it's a really brilliant game that looks so simple, but is so layered. That, yes, you might just go, oh, there's loads of fruit. Let's now go and chain it. But if you go and chain it, and there's only, like, three or four enemies on the screen, your chain's really good, but you're missing out on a lot of points. So you want to kind of also wait. This is where Risk Reward comes in. You kind of really want to wait for as many enemies to be on the screen as possible. So you might get a 30 times cha uh, thirty times combo with maybe 8, 9, 10 different enemies on, which really boosts your points. Um, so you've got different strategies. One is how long can you go without touching a fruit and then build it up and get a big combo score and then hope that's a big, big combo score. Or do you maybe wait till there's 10 fruit on and just go for lots of 10 times combos and see if you can do it that way? Or do you just survive and hope? So there's all these different strategies to it. Um, and you also, what they've added, it's not just avoid the enemies and get the fruit. Uh, there's other strategies such as if you let an enemy graze past you, you get danger bonuses as well. And they can really add up. So you then go, right, so you add an extra couple of thousand points to your score total. Um, just in the background while you're waiting to avoid. So do you want to take that risk? And I screwed up many times. Going, oh, I'm going to take a risk, try and build up some danger points. I'll just get too close and get, and get beaten. Instant restarts, by the way, which is perfect for a game like this. And it's built down to, you've got an arcade mode where you can have power-ups, an arcade pure mode where you don't use power-ups. 
there's like a, a leisurely chill mode where you just play and play and play. Um, and then you've also got like a remix mode, which gives you loads of little scenarios, which is designed to teach you the game and get better techniques and stuff like that. All brilliant. Um, you have to buy your power-ups using the coin, because whenever you blow up an enemy, they leave coins, and you collect those coins, um, and then you can buy different power-ups that you can use in arcade mode. Uh, but this is really good, because if you don't buy those power-ups, it just automatically turns arcade mode to pure mode. Brilliant. Really good, really good sort of uh, UI there. Uh, sorry, user experience there, which is just brilliant. Um and then, but you can also unlock different skins. There's guest characters in there that they've made up. But you can, like, like Mr. Robot starts off, he's yellow. But you can get him wigs. You can get him different, like, body suits. So he's all different colours and patterns and, and things like that. And it's just really fun. Uh, but it is, like, when it first came out on the Vita a few years back, I want to say six, seven years ago, probably even longer. Oh, could be, yeah. Um, but I, I, I really adored it. Adored this game. Um, it, it's one of those where it just goes and I do apologise to any of the people who work on this you don't need much artistic talent um, to make a good game you just need to know how to make a good game um, now because it's not like done up with like amazing spaceships and, and characters and stuff like that and the character is just a simple block with eyes it works, it's got a style that's not offensive, it's a really charming art style to it as well and you get a black background, and so the fruit sticks out, the enemies stick out, etc., etc. And it does get crazy. You do panic and so on and so forth. But, oh, I love this game so, so much. Um, and developers, really, really good. The developers behind it, I did mention to them on Twitter. Um, and I will say, I've, I've done lots with uh, Infinite State before. I interviewed them back in my game style days when this first came out, etc., etc. So I do support them, and I've... I've not personally known them, but I've interacted with them enough over the years. Uh, but I still will give an honest opinion of, of their games. I don't like their Family Tree Fruit one. Not a big fan. Um, anyway, uh, where was I going with this? Yeah, it's just the simplicity of it, but they are really good. I did mention that the menus are all bright colours with light um, text. I can't see it. And I have said to them, look, is it possible to have an option where you could just do a dark mode menu? Just that opening menu. So the word play, I can see what that is and then see what everything is easily. And they've said, thank you for the feedback. We'll discuss it and see what we can do, which is all you ask for, for small teams. So well done them. Brilliant game. Give it a try. Um, and this is one of our, definitely one of our uh, coffee cup, uh, cup of coffee games. Um, even much so to take it to the coffee shop, spend 30 seconds playing it, spend five minutes playing it with a cuppa. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, I played it back in the day, just checked my notes, and it's eight years old now, which, yeah, that's venerable. Um, God, yeah, no, it's gone really quick. But um, it is it is a superb game. It's so clever and just instant and, yeah, one of those enjoyable things that you can always find pleasure in. Perfect for hand-held, pick-up-and-play. Any machine that you can put into rest mode, Uh great on yeah just really good only question for me is right and this is a this is a brain teaser <laughs> what does dx mean <laughs> because i think i remember seeing it first attached to game boy games um but it doesn't mean anything in and of itself is it like deluxe maybe like shorthand for deluxe? it could be deluxe yeah deluxe rather deluxe is yeah it could be that you know i think you might have Put your finger on it there. 
Nice. Uh, but again, I think I think they done DX just because I think it's funny. It is a gaming trope at this stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do love the start of every round, and I've never got bored of this in eight years. And I've been playing this game on various different systems across eight years. This isn't like oh, it came out on the Vita, so I played it for a bit. Oh, it's out on the Switch now, so I'll play it. I've been playing this game for eight years. Uh, and yeah. one thing that's never got I got old is get the through, avoid the enemies, try not to die. Spoilers, you will die. Um, and then every now and again, you do die instantly because you're like you get overly confident. And before you go, okay, goes, see, I told you, you will die. Yeah. It's just, oh, I love this game so so much. Um, and does it count in the game of the year polls this year? Yeah. Cool. It's up there. Well. I can't talk about what is going to guarantee be my game of the year because I'm embargoed until the uh, 30th of August and this goes out just before. Oh, man. Oh, I don't uh, know. So You'll you have to tell me offline. <laughs> what it oh, is. You, you'll find out. It all will become clear. Anyone who knows me knows that by my admiration for a certain developer and a certain style of game. Oh, I've got it. Um, yeah, I've got it. Game coming out. It's going to be my game of the year. I don't think I've broken embargo there because I've not mentioned the name of the game. Um, it is going to be my game of the year. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait to talk about yeah. it. It's that new. <laughs> it's that new Ubisoft game that you've been going on about all the time, isn't it? Yeah, that that new Assassin's Creed. That's yeah. the one. I can't wait to climb towers and sexually abuse people. <laughs> I do all that in my regular day. You know, I, don't, I can't be bothered doing it in a game. That there you go. If they want to quote, "Don't die, Mister Robot." There's no abuse. There's no towers. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Yep, no, it is brilliant, uh, and everyone should buy it. I think I'll probably buy it yeah. again and play it on my Steam Deck. Yeah, I would say it's like it's less than a fiver, but I think it's cost me over the years a lot more than a fiver. I've been given codes in the past. I'm not going to lie, I've got a code for this one, um, and, but I have purchased it as well, and I've gifted it to people as well. Nice. Um, so I'll tell you what. I think I might give a code to a Patreon. I might gift it to one of our Patreons. Patrons, patrons, whatever. Nice. Um, so if you are a patron, subscriber, supporter, whatever, um, check your inbox. You might get a Don't Die Mr. Robot DX code. Sweet. I'm buying my copy right now. Yes. Oh, so you're not going to get the free one then? No, no. <laughs> no, that would be, be wrong. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> What's next from you? Quite a big one, really. Well, a group of biggins. <laughs> there you go. There's a the title for the show. Um, a group of biggins. Um, so this week, I, I got a PlayStation 5. And yeah, it's... Uh, I, availability was the main reason I hadn't got it before. But also because, you know, not a massive requirement because I've got a, a gaming PC and it, it runs everything and it runs, you know, it doesn't run everything because it doesn't have all of the exclusives yet. It's going to get all the exclusives, and I'm a pretty patient gamer, so I'm kind of like, yeah, no, I could, I can wait till next year, or whatever. But then, <laughs> I, the the whole PSVR two thing has started ramping up, and I'm like, well, I'm in on that so so hard, you know, I'm in on it so hard, and. You're into VR like I am. Had I know, I know, I really am. <laughs> if they, if the headsets weren't so expensive and there's so few games on them, I'd add like five. I've got two as it is. Um, but yeah, so 
you know, it's kind of like I was totally impressed by PSVR, especially as they managed to do so much with so little, really. And they they re they repurposed some tech they already had with the the move ones and all that. And it, it just it it was a great. It was one of those things that it's like, yeah, technologically it wasn't amazing, but it got the experience into the home for people at a reasonable price, and it, it had the right spirit and the right energy um, that. Sony have not had in this generation. I'm really hoping it brings it back. But anyway, that's kind of the that's kind of the reason that I bought it. I also want you know I wanted to find out what the exclusives were like on the you know the the dedicated hardware as well. And um, it's a, a good point you know to get it. And it's just before they've announced a thirty quid price rise, so that's good as well. Um, and yeah, my experiences so far. Oh, and also worth saying. I've upgraded my monitor, so I've bought a, a new a new monitor, a 4K one, and uh, it is very, very, very special. <laughs> it's very good. It's, it supports HDR as well. It's got variable refresh rate. It's just ideal for the PS5, and I did a lot of research to, to do that. And yeah, I pulled the trigger, and I'm really glad that I did. And so, yeah, so how much to talk about? Everyone who's interested in one has probably bought one by now, mostly. Uh, so I'm not going to go into masses of detail, but yes, it is gigantic. It is absolutely huge. It's it's just you think you're ready for it, but you're not. <laughs> you know, it's the size of an old. It, it it looks like some kind of like cartoon villains like tower that they live in and yeah. do their crime business at the top. Absolutely, yeah, it is, and, and it reminds me of um, when. Uh, into uh, the Dovey Osprey project, uh, it, it, they have some Tesla batteries. They have like solar power and Tesla batteries to try and be, you know, as, as sustainable as they can be. Shame they chose Tesla, but that's you know secondary point. And it looks like Tesla tech, you know, it looks exactly like that. And yeah, anyway, it's massive. It's the size of an old VCR, like one of the 1970s ones. And it's just yeah. like Jesus Christ, that's too big. Apart from that, right? You turn it on. And you can log in using the app, which is good because typing with those things is terrible. I plugged in my keyboard to try and do all my typing. Didn't support my keyboard. That's a bit shit. Um, but it does have an app and you can scan a QR code and you can sign in on your phone and that's really quick and blah, blah, blah. So that's great. And immediately on your homepage, you've got Astro's Playroom. And Astrobot on the PSVR was is in my top five of the, all VR games, not just PSVR, of all VR games. It's it's right up there, you know. It's absolutely fabulous. It's, it's the best thing that's probably come out of Sony in years. And, and it's absolutely marvellous. And you get, you've got it there on your dashboard. Didn't cost you any extra. It's a game packing that you hardly ever get these days. And you go into it, and it's absolutely fantastic. It's a great platformer. It's not very big, but it shows off all the features of the controller, many of which I didn't know existed or existed in the way that they do, you know? Um, one clever thing is you, you do this bit where you get in, like, a monkey suit, and you have to climb up the wall, and you have to, like, use the adaptive triggers, which have various pressures on them, and move the pad physically in space to move to the next grip but you also have a bit where you um spin around a around a pole like an like a gymnast and 
for that you have to spin the pad like in a circle and those are two distinct movements it like completely knows the difference between you moving the pad physically kind of left and right and also doing it in a spinning motion so that's cool and along with like the speaker in the pads and you know the adaptive triggers it's a really good experience a great way to get you into what it can do and yeah astro's playroom absolutely fantastic no need to sort of even go go out and get it because like anyone who has a ps5 has it so that's great uh second more built-in games let's go back to the master system though. yes yes well I, I was amazed when i got my master system i didn't know about that uh snail game for years i had no idea it existed because like you had to what did you hold start on player two or something to get it um but yeah i had hang on uh, is the built-in game on my master system and uh oh, well i was an alex kid person that, nice yeah yeah so yeah um, it's it's why it's still one of my favorite games even though it's not very good it it's got that nostalgic warmth to it nice nice yeah no it's great and packing games are brilliant it's lovely to be able to just turn the thing on and immediately be able to play something um which is certainly not the case <laughs> with any other game so the other game i got i got returnal which is the one that i've been wanting to play the most i got that second hand and um off ebay and yeah, so you put the disc in, it copies the disc to the hard drive. That took about 30 minutes. Then it had to download Jeez. a 30 gig update, which is basically, I assume, the entire game. So instead of just update, you're just downloading, you know, the bit that says, okay, you can save this game now. It's downloaded the whole game again. That took me another half an hour or more. Um, then it had to write the files, which took another five minutes. So, you know, just like all modern console experiences, it's 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 a kind of pseudo PC experience. It's not really a... I mean, I wouldn't even say pseudo anymore. Yeah, yeah. The Steam Deck's an easier experience than that. Yeah, yeah. Well, PCs kind of have the same thing, but they, you never have to load from dvd or cd or blu-ray you know so it doesn't have that copy step i'm gonna interrupt you very very briefly with this one i watched a video or listened to a video last night talking about multi-disc games and the history of multi-disc games yeah. and they were saying about sort of like a lot of the um like your final fantasies and stuff like that and a lot of games uh basically it doesn't actually matter what disc you've got in if you're playing the game it's all just to do with fmv and stuff like that uh, they said, because what they did was they wrote the CD as it's going to the RAM. Um, and the RAM stored that temporary information. So you could play, take the discs out, etc, etc, etc. And that got me to thinking, how has technology advanced so fast that somehow you could disc swap an entire game on a PlayStation 1 with a bit of blue tack and, you know, and all that stuff. Um, but now... You've got to spend a good hour or so waiting to play a game on a modern console. Why Why have we not got to a stage where they're going, if it's on a disc, the data's there. Right? Unless that isn't even on the data, data isn't there anymore. It is all just online. Right? Why can't it go, right, let's start that first level loading and get that onto the RAM. And then you can play it. This was meant to be a big thing a few years ago, that you could play the first segments while it was installing. But now they've just gone, nah. We won't even bother with that. There's, there's, Weird. Oh, God, there's loads of stuff that, that doesn't really track and make sense. And most of it is just about <clears throat> it's just about profit. And <laughs> I think them getting it off the, this, off the Blu-ray onto your console 
is so that well i think you know there's there's loads of things i think they could be doing but one of them is that they can keep going with the micro transactions if if you feel like you've got it on your machine you know it's like they can keep you in the in the ecosystem and stuff um but yeah i mean it's just it's ridiculous i mean it it should be and they've already, it's not a problem that needs to be solved because it's been solved years ago and that's that you know your your hard drive should be the ancillary device the the primary device should be the disk and the uh, the hard drive should be for your saves and for updates so if it goes oh it, you know it's got returnal's got this update so that you need to so that it will uh, allow you to save which it does which is what the update basically does you know that's like a, a one gig update even less and uh, no <laughs> sadly not so it's it's mad but is yeah. here's my solution right very quick i know we've gone slightly tangent I'll, I'll put one of my games back that i was going to talk about uh, but here's my solution we've got game streaming now yeah right and they're all big into it. even sony have gone oh yeah it's a good idea right they've all got into it the disc is essentially just a key you know just to say yes you own this game so you put that in you start the install why don't we now just get that game go right okay while it's installing which is going to do the streamable version for you. Yeah. Yeah. Play the game, stream it. You, you understand, okay, I'm not getting the full experience, but it's enough for me to get going while it's all doing its bits. And then it kicks in with the loaded version. Yeah. You know, even if it has to go, oh, we finished installing. Do you want to save your game now so we can then pick it up again? But why don't we now utilize streaming with the installation process? I don't get why we don't do that. Why that's not a thing. Yeah, it's just all anti-consumer stuff, basically, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. rubbish. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. Anyway, carry on. Talk about. Oh, yeah, I was going to say I'll, I'll t- <laughs> actually talk about the game now <laughs> instead of moaning. Um, so the game is fantastic, and it it, it looks great. It, it really makes the most of your your two K panel as well. Your sorry, your four K panel. Um, it. Yeah, it's it's really really impressive looking. I really like the controls. I really like the fact that the adaptive triggers have a really good use. So you half press it to to zoom to zoom in to like zoom in and your reticle and stuff, uh, and you do a yeah. full press to use the um, secondary fire feature, and and that's really good. The whole rumble in it is very atmospheric. The noise, the speakers re- used really well in the pad for atmosphere as well. Uh, it's it's the frame rate for me has been absolutely perfect but uh not only do i it does my monitor have 120 hertz which is great um but it 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 also the game also supports variable refresh rate so if it ever does dip you never get screen tearing so it's like yeah like free sync and g-sync um so it doesn't do any screen tearing um if the frame rate drops it just keeps it it just adapts to it so it looks completely smooth. I don't think I've ever had that. I've never had an experience that good on a console. I don't think. I mean, I have it every day with my gaming PC, obviously, but I've never, you know, never had that with a console. Um, and it's really good. I think Xbox does the same thing, but I don't have a, a new Xbox. Um, so yeah, that's really good. It looks great. It's obviously like nothing that the piece my PC couldn't do. Um, people losing their shit over how good the, some PS5 games look. It's like. They do, but <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, imagine if you saw this running, you know, in ultra-wide with tons more ray tracing put on it at an even higher refresh rate. It can be done. But anyway, no, I'm not moaning about the PS5. It's a really good machine. 
so yes it, it looks fantastic and it's a really great game and i'm just really just getting to know it but yeah very 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 impressed with it so far yeah it's you know i'm still intrigued and wouldn't mind one however the games i want to play at the moment are either still cross-gen or coming to pc anyway so yeah. spider-man miles morales will be coming down the line as well yeah fancied playing that it's you know there's there's Returnal has been rumoured and it's in Steam database apparently and, and yep. stuff like that. So that will be coming eventually. And I'm, I'm in no rush. Uh, so everything I want to play is kind of coming. I'm not, there's nothing yet that I'm desperate to play. Uh, certainly not to drop for 500 quid on yeah. myself personally. Totally, uh, totally understand. And I, as I say, I'm pretty much the same apart from the, the thing that tipped me over, which was PSVR 2. Uh, th- yeah, PSVR 2 coming out, and it's probably going to be early next year. Um, so it's like, well, why not buy it early next year? It's like, well, then I'd be paying for the PS5 and a PSVR 2 at the same time. So hence yeah. buying it to allow the funds to recover a little bit. <laughs> You've essentially just put your deposit down. Yeah, I got much. I got a tower. Yeah. That you can live in. <laughs> Warm the room with as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, you know, I will get one down the line. I'll probably, every now and again, there's something comes out. And I go, I'll wait for the revision. I'll wait for the slim revision or something like that. So I'll probably do that with PS5 this time round, um, especially as my daughter now wants a um, Series S. Her own Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we, we, that we've got to sort out. Um, Lucas wants to get himself a VR unit, so off air, another time I will speak to you about that, about what's what, um, because he wants to get one of those, because of course he does. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's the PS5, you know, it's clearly a great system, it's clearly a great system. Um, I, I, I think more so the PlayStation, because they was big in the we still believe in generations thing. I think they were seriously affected by the pandemic. Whereas Microsoft was going, look, it's just Xbox. Doesn't matter where you play it, whether it's on a PC, an Xbox series, an Xbox One, uh, via streaming, via this, via that, it's Xbox. Everything's Xbox. So they was less affected because their games are still coming out wherever. They could still push their services. I think Sony, unfortunately, were hampered. Um, and I think it's going to take them a little while to be able to show what their actual vision was. And maybe that comes with the uh, PSVR 2. Yeah, I really, really hope so. And I'm kind of banking on it, really. That's kind of what I've been. The industry for. needs Sony. Uh, uh, that's much I will say. Yeah. Uh, the industry needs Sony because they, they didn't save the industry, but they took it into the mainstream when it needed it. Um, so... You know, it's a, 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 Sony deciding, oh, this isn't working and one day pull it out, which I don't think will ever happen, would be a disaster and it would be sad to see. Yeah, they, they definitely fill a niche in the ecosystem that isn't, you know, yeah, isn't catered for otherwise. Definitely, yeah. Um, also, I still wanted to bring out the Sony Walkboy or something like that. <laughs> uh, we go to handheld again. Because how they never use the Walkman branding for a handheld console, I never know. I know, yeah. Weird, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um, 
that. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. I'm glad you enjoyed what you've got on it so far. Um, yeah. So what, is there anything actually that you want to pick up still that's out or you're really looking forward to? Yeah, so I've got two, uh, again, secondhand coming. Um, I've got uh, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut coming. Um, yeah. If you remember, I had that on PS4, but I sold it because I couldn't cope with the 30, uh, 30 FPS. <laughs> so I've rebought it secondhand cheapish so that I can play that. Yeah. Um, full proper 60 frames per second. And I've got Demon Souls coming as well. I'm not a Souls fan, really. It's more just to see what it's like technically, and uh, and then probably sell it on. And those are the two I've got in flight. I've got nothing else on the way, but I'll be getting uh, Sackboy at some point as well, uh, which is a, a sort of it's not a PS5 exclusive exclusive because it did come out on PS4, but it's supposed yeah it's it's home really is the PS5 so give that yeah. a try and also years ago I bought um, The Last Guardian um, just simply so I could play it on PS5 because it, it fixes all the frame rate issues on that as well so I'll be playing that so I've got quite a big backlog already sort of stacked up for that oh interesting interesting okay I want to hear what Last Guardian's like because even I struggled with that one, and I really wanted to like it because it's part of the, uh, the obviously the uh, eco series. Yes, and I really, really, really wanted to like it, and I refused to go back to it because I wasn't liking it in its current state. Yes, and that is exactly what I felt. I was like, "There's no way I'm playing this at this frame rate." It, uh, well, I hadn't played it, but I was like, "If it's supposed to drop lower than thirty frequently, no, come on now, that's terrible." If I struggled with it. And you know what I'm like with frame rates. I don't give a flying rat's ass. Then you know it's bad. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and I can get away with 15 frames per second because I've only got one. <laughs> I'm not sure. It it I don't think it works like that, but I could be wrong. I, I'm no opti <laughs> optometrician. Ah, <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, um, my this will be my last one. I've got another one, but I'll just do a, 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 a write up for it instead to fill out content on the site. Um, so the other one I've been playing is called We Are OFK, which is I don't even know how to describe this game, and I don't want to spoil it. It's a an episodic. Don't let that put you off. It works. Uh, you buy it as just one package, by the way. You just pay for it, and it's just released episodically for what it is. But it's like an episodic uh, story documentary, not visual novel, but sort of visual novel type story-based decisions matter type thing that they don't actually matter and just tells a, a really cool story about the formation of a band and where it goes from from there um some people won't play it because it's lgbtq plus um in terms of a lot of the content uh which is really good so there's like it's, it's kind of like romancing in places and stuff like that i've still not played through all the all the uh episodes uh, but it's a, just a really great experience of like storytelling and and so on with some gameplay in it um very visual novelish in terms of its gameplay as well and, it, and again it's so hard to describe this game without ruining it so i'm trying to sort of like skirt around everything with it um and i first play well after the first like 20 minutes of the game i was like i'm not sure 
about this. And I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to cover it because I don't even know if I want to play anymore. And then I hit a point about 20 minutes in and I just went, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, this is really good. Um, and then it's just hooked me in since. I'm about three, I want to say three episodes in at the moment. And there's two more to come. Um, I really, really, really like it. Um, and if you're interested in story-rich stuff, you know, episodic or not, if you just really like the idea of story, then this is something you really, really, really should play. It's just one of those odd games that I want everyone to play, but I can't give you a reason for playing it. Um, visually studied, story's really good. Gameplay is a bit lacking, but it's not about the gameplay. Um, it's interactive enough that you don't, you know... Do you know sometimes you play a, a visual novel, you just like, this could just have been a film of a comic book or something. Yeah. Um, this isn't quite that. There's enough in there that you go, yeah, this works as a game. This is a really good way. It's drawn me in because of the interactive side of it. Um, you know, there's there's areas where, like, the characters text each other. Um, and do you know sometimes you see text between, like, fictional characters and it's like... Oh, God, you can tell this has been written by a bunch of suits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, this isn't. This isn't. This this, this feels like people, you know, quite a natural how they would text each other. So there's like they text memes to each other and things like that, but in a natural way, not just kind of someone who's in their 60s sitting there going, kids like memeing today, so let's put memes in. Uh, there's <laughs> none of that. The, the dialogue works. It feels natural. Um... Uh, I, I, it's really good. It, it's almost like you are watching a an animated mini series, but playing it at the same time. And it's it, they've managed to find themselves a niche in a couple of genres and bring it together so so well. Uh, what I will say, as with anything that's story based, the conclusion will decide how good this is. And I haven't got to the conclusion yet. Uh, it's really really good. But I've played. Oh, I've watched other stuff i've played other stuff where it's been really engaging really good and then they've absolutely butchered the ending and i don't know what this is going to be like so i can't even go they've nailed it or they've they've absolutely screwed it because i don't know but so far it's so good nice yeah i mean it's not something i'd i'd look at really but i might i might watch a video of it um how long do you think the how long does each what did you call them? Not chapter, but Episodes. episode. How, how long does each episode take? Ah! That is a question. I don't actually know. Uh, because I lost myself in them. And I've, I've kind of, I do them in segments because of my, my concentration levels. Um, I'm going to say, have an off, maybe. Okay, okay. Read segment. Maybe a bit less. I don't know. Right, so that... I would say it feels maybe added up. You know, I've done it in like a few 20-minute, 30-minute like, sessions myself and got through episodes. I'd say about an hour and a half, maybe. Right. Don't hold me to that. Yeah, I know it's important that these things are interesting because, like, if it's a... If the whole thing was, I don't know, the the, the, the length of, like, To the Moon, which is probably, like, an hour, an hour and a half in total, like, for the entire game... Yeah. I'd say like, oh, well, I'll sit and watch that through. But if it's going to be like three hours, I might buy it because if it's if it's got a good story and a story that I want to read um, and experience, 
I will lay the cash down and the time to be part of it. And that's not because I enjoy those kinds of things as games, because I really don't. But I'm willing to use that medium to get to that story, if you see what I mean. Because yeah. there aren't very many st- queer stories told, and it is, it is frustrating. You know, I mean, whether you're queer yourself or whether you're just queer adjacent or interested in in that world, you know, and that, you know, that section of society and, and their art that they produce. Saying it as they sounds like I'm being really disparaging. I don't mean it like that at all. But no, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really into all of those stories because they're all brand new to me and it's great. Um, so I'm willing to lay the cash down just so I can be a part of it for a while. There's a lot of, they explore gender identity um, and, um, you know, sexuality in a really nuanced way, in a natural way. Um, you know, as much as I will praise, you know, we'll go back to Sony for a second, The Last of Us, like the first one, for having a gay character written as a character that just so happened to be gay. I don't know, they, they went, oh, look, he's got a gay bag, so look, <laughs> he was gay. Uh, and they tried, tried almost like signpost it, even though they didn't need to. Um, you still get that element of, yeah, we've we've got a gay character, but we want to make sure you know we've got a gay character, uh, but we don't want to do it in a way that we're shouting out or making them overly camp. A lot of places still can't write queer characters properly. The writers of this have done. Um, yes, there's a focus on on identity and sexuality and stuff like that. But it's done it in a natural way because it's the point of the the story in so many ways that it doesn't matter that it's front and centre. Um, you know, if this was, I don't know, you know a story about um, barbarians having fights and stuff like that, and then the creators went, ah, oh, look, we better put someone gay in here. And they was like, oh, look, this 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 particular barbarian's wearing rainbow-coloured loincloths or whatever like that. Because we're inclusive, then that stands out. It doesn't here. I, you know, I forgot... Be- not because it's the story, the story I'm there, but I forgot that this was an LGBTQ plus-focused game because it didn't come across as that, despite that being what it was. Um, and again, I'm trying not to ruin anything for anybody because what you you need to go into this knowing little about the story or knowing nothing about the story to get the most from it um it's like someone like telling you like a synopsis of every single breaking bad episode before you go in there it loses something yeah and this loses something if you know too much so if you like interactive stories um play it I'm not even going to go, oh, if you're open-minded or anything like that. No. If you like story-based video games, you like stories, buy it, play it. Honestly, it's really, really, really good. Cool. Uh, but that's it from me. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, that's it from me. Um, not going to touch on any, unless there's anything you want to touch on beyond that. Unless you've got anything else. Sorry, I'm, I'm very, I do that. Sorry, all the time, Joe. I just assume we're done because I'm done. Um, that's ADHD. <laughs> no. For you. Have you got any other games? <laughs> no, no, no. That's not um, that's not it. No, we talked about it before the the podcast. Yeah, so you, you knew I didn't have a ton, but um, yes. No, no. I haven't got any. I mean, the thing is, I always have so much going on game wise. Like it's not. Yeah. 
uh, it's not feasible to talk about it all I'll, but I will mention in like a brief 30 second burst that I got a, a new joystick a little while back um, I talked about it on the solo podcast I did a couple of weeks ago and yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this one specifically but it's absolutely beautiful I built a shelf I put a shelf up just so I can put it on the wall in pride place uh, it's literally a showpiece for me uh, I don't know how my wife feels about it even though she both likes games in general and tolerates my gaming specifically I'm not sure she'd think it is a particularly beautiful thing but I think it's a beautiful thing so it's there so I do I, again apologise to my wife in absentia I also wall-mounted my um, Neo Geo and my Mega Drive 2. Um, I like wall-mounting consoles just because it takes up a lot of space, and if you're clever, you can route the, the cables pretty well. And, uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. It, it doesn't look amazing. Oh, I thought you meant literally just for display, not for actually... No, nah, for use as well. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, that's how I run them, uh, a lot of them. And, uh, yeah, no, they, they look good they look i don't know 20 percent better than laying on a table but the thing is they're out of the way uh, which is such a benefit because i've got a comparatively small house and just having that extra space so good uh and i've like run extension leads for the controllers so that i can just plug in i don't have to keep swapping leads all the time it's just nice and yeah it, i kind of again i like them on the walls and most people probably don't but it, yeah it's, it's pretty cool and um I just like creating a nice gaming environment for myself if I can, and that's part of it. So yeah, that's all. I will when when we finally move. I will be doing a lot more with stuff I own and getting it on walls and having spaces to be able to play stuff and do stuff and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah. Um, and I won't mind either because she knows it's such a big part of what I do and who I am. So that's all good. Indeed. Um, but yeah but yeah nice and wholesome way to finish and I think it was very much needed good um, we'll leave it there then yeah. yes I will shut up now <laughs> cool so yes as usual um, hope that the stuff that we discussed at the top of the podcast hopefully it wasn't too disturbing for people I know it's a difficult subject especially where kids are related so Yes, it, but it was an important thing to talk about. We can't avoid the real world, although we can minimise our exposure to some of the worst aspects of it. And as I said at the time earlier in the podcast, it's important to do that as well. But apart from that, if you need any support, please do join our Discord. We're there to chat about anything. We can either chat about stuff that takes your mind off of bad stuff, or we can talk about the bad stuff itself. And hopefully talking is something that you find useful. Other than that, follow us on all the socials, read our content, join our Patreon, and apart from that, stay safe and stay sane.